my side of that story, I was scared that you were going to leave. That is that another fear? Do we need to address that? <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> Welcome to We Do Whatever It Takes, a marriage podcast with a magician and an almost therapist, where you get tips and tricks for creating a great marriage. Welcome back to another episode of We Do Whatever It Takes. It's our mantra. It's, it's what we want you to be about is doing whatever it takes to create a great marriage. And I'm Danny Ray. I'm a professional magician and a pastor. What an oddball combination. And this is my wife <laughs> of 26 years. I'm Kimberly, and I am working towards my license as a marriage and family therapist. Ooh, it's like an almost therapist. Almost therapist. That's right. And today we're talking about fears that we have in our marriages. and how I have they... no fears. <laughs> well, fantastic for you. <laughs> the rest of us in the world do have some fears and they affect us. I have some fears. Oh, well, good to know. <laughs> all right. So first of all, we want to talk about how our beliefs determine our actions. As we begin to look at fear, right, is if we're afraid of something, that's going to affect our actions. So let me just give you an example of how our beliefs determine our actions. Mm -hmm. So for, for example, if I believe that I am a horrible cook, right, <laughs> and I just, which I'm not a, a great cook, but- But not horrible. Not horrible. But if I believe I'm a horrible cook, that's going to affect my ability to cook effectively, to look at a recipe, because I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm horrible. Just dump the salt in. It'll be fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me give you a, another example. We have a pool in our backyard. If I believe like chemicals are irrelevant, that you don't need to add salt or <laughs> chlorine or anything to the pool, it's just like, no, it's natural. It'll clean itself, you know, and so I don't add any chemicals. My beliefs are determining my actions and my actions are going to affect my family's health because they're going to be getting in some moldy oh, water here pretty soon, right? So gross. Yeah. So what we believe, right, affects what we do. For sure. And we all have fears, but some of them come from lies that we believe or lies that we've been told, and we act on those. Um, for some of us, we believe that uh, or our fears tell us that we are not enough. We're not lovable. Yeah. But if we let these fears drive our marriages, we start reacting and responding out of those fears instead of facts and truth. And that's the thing is, is fears have a way of crippling us, of mm. making us believe things that aren't true. It, it takes us away from our A game and being great in our marriages. You know, let's take a, a you know, um, fears about money, right? About mm -hmm. maybe how we spend our money or fears about flirting with somebody online. Now, all of a sudden, if you're afraid that your spouse is flirting with somebody, now you're checking their phone and you're checking their email and you're checking, you know, their social media accounts. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're operating out of fear. Now, some of you have every right yeah. to believe because those things have happened in the past or but the key is is we don't want to operate just on what's happened in the past we want to 
start fresh every day. And mm. so if you and your spouse have worked something out, then you have to rebuild that trust. And trust requires that there's clarity, right? You tell them what the expectations are. Yes. And so maybe part of the expectation is, you know what? You could check my phone anytime you want because in the past I've done this and I want to be accountable not only to you, but to God and to others. Love that. So yeah, fears of the past can really shape our, our thinking and cripple us from being who God's designed us to be and who we want to be in our marriages. So whatever your fears are, we would just encourage you to not react out of fear, but react out of the things that you know are true yeah. and know to be true about your spouse. And the key is as a couple that you don't operate out of those fears, right? That together you do that. Um and because fear-based decisions lead to more failures than successes. Yeah. So can you give me an example of like an idea of like maybe, you know, a place that you've had fear in your marriage and how you've overcome that? Oh, one of the biggest fears actually when the kids were little and when you when you first started this ministry of being on the road and traveling, uh, I had a fear that that you wouldn't come back, <laughs> a fear that, uh, um, that you die out there on the road somewhere, either planes or trains or cars, whatever. Automobiles. But, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to think that if you're our age huh, from that movie. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I definitely had a, a fear of that and, and I'm not going to lie. It's, it's still a fear of mine that, uh, that I'd lose you in that way. Um, yeah, just to give you an idea, I, I've been on the road for the last 20 years traveling to, we've been to 50 states, 19 countries. Sorry. I have not yes. Been. Uh, um, I've been to, um, uh, 50 states, 19 ish countries. And, and so every week kind of traveling back and forth, um, from two events and then back home. And so I've been on a ton of airplanes and I think that's created some anxiety, some fears that way. Yeah. Some of that is realistic. Like there is a possibility, statistically speaking, when somebody travels a lot, right. they, they increase their chances of, of going down on a plane or whatever that is. But or being, if you travel. They say being on the roads in LA, I mean, around our areas, uh, I think yeah. even more dangerous, they say, than, than <laughs> the airplanes. Sure so, dangerous. yeah, yeah. But uh, so I throw that fear in there too. I mean, it's not just planes, it's, <laughs> it's cars too. <laughs> so, what are some strategies that you've seen successful in your life and in others with? With that, with this is a, a real fear that you said you're still struggling with. Yeah. What are some strategies that have helped you to overcome that? Because it's a lot different today than it was 18, 19 years ago. That's true. So yeah, I've definitely improved in that area. Um, part of that is the amount of times that you've come home, which hey. is every time, right? You've yeah. come home alive and safely. That helps to reinforce it that, okay, I was wrong every time so far, and that fear was useless and not based in truth or fact. Um, so obviously through over time, um, that's really helped. But also surrendering that fear, acknowledging that fear, and not responding out of that fear. And just if I 
freaked out every time you had to pack up your suitcase and and go, um, which is usually just the weekends and you're home during the week. But it's still, if I panic about that, um, I don't know, you know, I know a lot of people with panic attacks and, and, you know, crippling anxiety. And, and although that wasn't necessarily my struggle, I think that's because we caught it early enough, so to speak, that, uh, that we kind of worked on that and went, okay, you know, God's going to be there for me, whether that happens or not. And, and bottom line, I have no control in it. Uh, you know, we, in therapy, we talk about your circle of control and that's outside my control. I, I can't control whether you will come back safely or not. So it's not. So what's in your circle of control that you have done in those situations? How I respond to that, right? And not totally letting myself go down that rabbit hole of of freaking out and panicking is, okay. is really what. Another strategy I know we've put into place on my end yeah. is every time I land, you know, I might have one layover. Mm. On, a, on a bad day, I might have two or three layovers. Yeah. But typically one layover. And when anytime the plane lands, I immediately text my wife and say, hey, landed, landed. life's good, right? <laughs> And here's another one that I know was really difficult for you. For about a decade or so, I did underwater escapes. Oh. And every time I I came out from the water, which was every time, uh, I immediately, <laughs> um, before I went to the back of the room to greet people and hang out, I needed to text you and just say, hey, I'm good. I'm all right. 100%. Because uh, I was yeah. timing that. I knew what time you should be done with that part of the show and that I needed to hear from you uh, that you were alive. how it's worked for us with a very specific, but maybe you're in a military situation Mm. and there's a way that, you know, your, your partner could say, Hey, I I'm okay. I've landed. I don't know what it looks like in your relationship, but there's ways that you could find out how can you as a, as a couple, meet the other person's needs and help them to overcome the fears and be yep. a part of that solution. And so that was one of the ways that we were able to be a part of the the solution. I know a, a story that comes to mind for, for me in terms of overcoming is that 18 years old, I had dreamt about becoming, you know, a magician. And I had this incredible opportunity where I met this magician in he wanted to take me around the world. He was going on tour in Vegas, um, then New York, and then yeah. over to Europe. Yeah. And I I was so excited. He's just like, I want to take you on tour. I'll show you the ropes. I'll teach you everything you need to know to do what I do. And I had met you by then, and we were just becoming friends. And I got to say, I my side of that story, I was scared that you were going to leave. That. Is that another fear? Do we need to address that? (laughs) (laughs) Totally fair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, as I prayed about that and sought wise counsel on that, just felt like it wasn't the the right time and felt like, honestly, like God was just shutting down that door saying no. And so I was disappointed, but I called this guy back up and just said, nope, can't do it. Mm. And so at that time, I got involved in youth ministry and became the intern at a church. Eventually, after I finished seminary, became the youth pastor. And about 
eight years into my journey that way, we were praying through this ministry of a traveling ministry where yeah. I would um, share messages of hope and grace and love on the road and do the the show as well. And at that time, as we were praying about that, I was at the gym on a stair... We'll just say a machine. A stairmaster. No, a machine. So oh, manly, stairmaster. <laughs> Don't so, be embarrassed. It's okay. I was on a machine. Machine. Uh, stairmaster. Okay. <laughs> and there's a magazine, maybe a Newsweek or a Time magazine. It's not a magazine that I'd, you know, read. Usually pick up. Yeah, usually pick up. But it's there. And so I'm flipping through it. And I found this article of this magician that I had met eight years ago, nine years ago, something yeah. like that at the time. And I found out he was up for all these fraudulent charges. Now, whether they were true or not, right. the, there was an article on him, and oh. he had taken people around the world and would rack up their visas. Kids your age, like college magicians. Yeah. yeah, college students, magicians. And then once they ran out of money, the story goes, according to the yeah. article, that yeah. he left them stranded. Again, I don't know the validity. Uh, yeah, the validity yeah. of that story or not. But as I'm reading that, I was just like, whoa, like that could have been me had Completely. I not listened to God's voice, had I given in to my own like fears of like, I I want this to happen. I need this. This is my to only shot. Yeah, this, this is my is, only shot. Yeah. yeah. In instead of knowing like God's plans are always better than my plans, mm. God's dreams for us are better than our own dreams for ourselves. And so now I'm reading that, realizing God's about to open up the doors for us to do this worldwide ministry. And <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And so I would just encourage you, whatever your circumstances, just know God has a plan for your life, a plan mm. for your marriage. And our marriage probably wouldn't have happened. We would have been in different parts yeah. of the world. And, yeah. You know, and so I just look at those, those possibilities of where. You could be if you lean into God's plan for your mm, marriage mm. and for your life. Yeah, not surrendering to those fears and just um, just remembering that those fears that that how we respond to things matter, right? So reacting uh, to something. Well, here I want to put it in in terms of a challenge for this week. So um, I want you to you know, talk to your spouse and, and talk about those fears. And the next time you have a really big reaction to something, ask yourself if you're reacting out of fear or facts, like, wow, I had a really big, big reaction to what a coming home and the house was a wreck. What was, what was my fear? My fear that he doesn't love me doesn't care about me, you know, where does that come from? And and really kind of exploring that on your own or together can really be helpful. So that's my challenge for you this week. So any final thoughts on maybe encouraging somebody or being there for somebody if, you know, somebody's listening right now and they're just really like in the middle of all these fears, like what would you say to encourage them? Yeah, I think uh, I'd encourage you if you feel like you're just in a storm and, and, of life right now, or really fearful about how things are going to turn out in life. Um, I encourage you first to ideally talk with your spouse about those fears. Yeah. Um, secondly would be if, if that doesn't work or it's not safe to do that, talking with a therapist would be a good idea. 
And lastly, a suggestion would be to surrender that fear. Um, For me, that means giving that to God. I'm not sure what that looks like for you, but that's how surrendering. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I would just encourage you. It's like you're you're not alone. There's mm. other couples uh, that can be there for you. There's a friend that could be there for you. Mm. God's always there for you. And we we're thankful to be just a, a voice to say you're going to get through this. Don't give up. That's it. This is Kimberly and Danny Ray with We Do Whatever It Takes. See you next time when we are talking about escaping the traps of social media.